Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. One of our best political contributors, Josh Krasauer, who uh, contributes to Axios, the Jewish insider. You see him on Fox all the time. Really, really busy day in Washington. Josh, how are you this afternoon? Mark, it's always great to be back with you. And no, no less, I'm such a, a busy day here in Washington. Well, let, let's kind of go over what happened yesterday afternoon with Mayorkas and, and that whole situation, because it was pretty crazy when it came down to the final moments before the vote. Now, some of this stuff ends up being like inside baseball. I don't know how much people really care about all the procedural stuff, but it really came down to the wire. And I think one of the main questions is, well, why would you take something like that to a vote when you know it might fail, Right. Well, that is the dilemma. That is the challenge that the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson, is facing with with every vote that that he has to deal with. And it wasn't just the uh, Mayorkas impeachment vote, but it was also a vote on on, on the standalone bill offering money uh, funding for for Israel's military uh, uh, against uh, Hamas. And neither uh, legislation uh, passed. The the Israel vote got a majority, didn't get the two-thirds necessary to, to go through. Defections. All you need are, are, are three or four defections on these key votes, and that's enough to scuttle a, a bill. And there were uh, three, and then a fourth switched his vote uh, of House Republicans that decided that they, they weren't with uh, the push to, to impeach Mayorkas. I think one of the big ones was uh, a congressman you and I both know really well, Mike Gallagher, who's uh, a real leader uh, on, on China and foreign policy in the House. And he, he no fan of Mayorkas, but says this is not what, what he did is not doesn't reach the, the bar for impeachment. And uh, look, that, that, that's not a good look for Mike Johnson in his early uh, months as speaker. Uh, he's had a rough ride of it. It's not easy to have a majority as slim as he does, but he's been having a whole lot of trouble uh, getting his caucus together. And it's even more embarrassing, Mark, not just that you didn't get the votes, but he, you usually don't take a vote like that to the floor unless you know you have the votes that, that to, to make sure it can pass. So his whip team, the leadership uh, lineup, didn't have their their ducks in a row in terms of planning this out and, and putting that vote to put, put, putting that big issue to to, to to the floor. Yeah. So you mentioned Mike Gallagher. He's from Wisconsin, and he wrote about this in the Wall Street Journal. And he says that you know hours before all this went down, he was warning Mike Johnson and others behind closed doors that you know his his whole position on this is if you impeach the first cabinet secretary in 150 years, it's going to open up Pandora's box. Right. Wait until the uh, the Trump administration or the next Republican administration. This is going to happen with the Democrats as well. And that was sort of his position on why he didn't vote for this. Right. That's right. I mean, he, he thinks there should be anywhere to op-ed in, in the Wall Street Journal, Mark, and he said that this should be a very, very high bar to impeach a president, impeach a cabinet official, and uh, as, as much of a critic as he's been of Mayorkas, he didn't think this, 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 this met the occasion. 
So, it, you know, and you got to help me because I don't know all the um, all the procedural stuff. But apparently Blake Moore is a Republican from Utah. He's the vice chair of the conference. He um, changes his vote to one against the measure. That always gets confusing. But that was a procedural thing to make sure that they can bring it up again. That's right. That's right. That it allows it allows the bill to come up again. If, it, if the Republicans do 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 get the votes at some later date, it, it can come up come up again. But look, Mark, the, the political uh, backlash, the political <laughs> right. embarrassment that happened already is, is is enough to really scuttle the momentum for uh, Johnson and, and any subsequent efforts. So you know, it, it just doesn't seem like uh, this House Republican leadership, uh, you know, the Johnson and his, his his whip team really really has has their house in order. No pun intended. And uh, uh, you know, it, 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 if you can't if you can't unify your caucus on something. That's a sensibly a partisan vote that, you know, you should you bring it to the floor because you yeah. have everyone behind you. It, it doesn't bode well for other more complicated. Well, what, ha- what happened on the Israel uh, funding? Was that that how did that fail? Because of different reasons, right? Well, that's a little more complicated. But there were 14 Republicans that voted against it. So, so again, that, 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 that on that vote, there needed to be a two thirds majority for it to pass. So even if the Republicans were united, it still wouldn't have had the votes. Uh, there weren't enough Democrats who defected. But but there were a lot of like Freedom Caucus or very, very fiscally conservative Republicans that were against it because they thought that any bill that funds money overseas or for Israel or for any other, uh, you know, foreign foreign call, you know, for international uh, funding effort, uh, it needs to be offset with with some some cuts in domestic spending or, or in other areas. So you, you lost 14 Republicans just on that that alone. Wow. Yeah. So, OK. Again, like if you don't have your caucus in line when you have a three-seat majority in the House, it's going to be hard to get any anything done, anything done even on a partisan basis. Yeah, Josh Crosshauer back with us this afternoon. So on the border thing, let me stay with that, with Mayorkas and that whole uh, deal yesterday. Obviously, the president, in they're, they're talking about this bipartisan deal, which isn't going to go to the House, and you got Biden blaming Trump and the MAGA Republicans, trying to flip the script here, Josh, on the narrative on the border. Is that going to work at all? Look, I, politically, I, I think Republicans hold the, the upper edge just because Biden has had so many opportunities to crack down on, on, on the border, to challenge the left wing of his caucus that have called for much more uh, open borders measures. Uh, and, and, and it's been too little too late. And if you look at all the polls, uh, the, the border immigration, uh, all those issues are the weakest issue for, for Biden and Democrats. So I, I don't think Republicans really get hurt. Uh, I don't I, if, look if, if if Democrats are talking about the border and they're voluntarily bringing up the fact that Republicans didn't support a, a compromise on, on border security. Uh, if they want to talk about immigration, that, that would be a big surprise. Yeah, good luck, right? I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to be a winning issue for Democrats, even though I think the Republicans gave them an opportunity to at least have an argument to get in the game, so to speak. But look, I also think it, it shows that Republicans aren't really serious about figuring out a a solution. And it could be an argument against Trump, who ginned up a lot of the opposition to this bipartisan compromise. Look, this legislation was championed by, by the Border Patrol, or the Border Patrol, one of the, the most, 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 they're on the front lines. They're, they're literally. Right. They supported uh, it, saying it's better than, it's better than nothing. And, and this is a good compromise. I know that's a little confusing. So I, what happens with that? Because <laughs> I've been covering immigration reform for a long time, Josh. You have too. Nothing ever seems to get accomplished. Well, look, Mark, this is, I've been covering uh, all these immigration efforts, bipartisan efforts that come up before Congress, going back to the Bush administration, back to 2006. Right. This is the most conservative 
uh, bit of legislation. Like, in the, you know, the, the, if you look at the Bush bill, the, 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 what, what a lot of Republicans called, am, you know, the amnesty back in 2006, uh, this is night and day compared compared to that. Uh, it's my, 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 there's no no amnesty for, for dreamers, kids, kids of uh, illegal immigrants. Uh, it, it's focused almost exclusively on, on border security and crackdowns. Uh, doesn't get, you know, Republicans and conservatives don't get everything they wanted, but, but it's certainly moving in a direction that you, we haven't seen on the immigration debate in quite some time. And yet it was it was not hardline enough for, you know, the vast majority of Republicans to, to in the end, support it. Uh, even some of the folks involved in negotiating the legislation ended up backing away from it. So, you know, this goes to show, I mean, look, nothing, I like to say nothing matters anymore. The, the old rules of politics don't, don't, don't apply. If, some, if something you know, bubbles up on social media and, yeah, and, and, and it changes everything, team, right? It doesn't matter if the Border Patrol is, 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 is for it. It doesn't matter if you have the, a lot of conservative uh, lawmakers or think tankers or whatever that are behind it. It, it, you know, all it takes, you know, all it takes is, is just one bit of misinformation that's right. or one that's bit right. of narrative that that percolates online and just goes, goes viral. And that's what happened. Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 